this is Lori Koppelman. Thank you for joining us for the eighth episode of the Clutter Chronicles podcast, One Woman's Journey Through Stuff. If you're stumbling upon us, it might be helpful to know that this is an ongoing conversation with a woman named Mary about her unusual relationship with stuff. She now calls herself a recovering hoarder, and we have been going back in time to uncover how she got here. You might want to go back to our first episode and hear it all from the beginning. Last time, Mary told us about how instrumental therapy has been and how she got zapped by a power greater than herself. In today's conversation, Mary talks about the dragon she fights and the pending doom to come. So we're just getting organized here today. It's Lori and Mary. Hello. Back for more chatting. And uh, we're going to make an effort. We, we do some chatting when we're not recording and say things that I think, oh, why didn't we say that when we had the... <laughs> Recording on, so I said, let's just try to just talk and not have this on-camera, off-camera thing. We're both amateurs at this, so um, forgive the learning that we're doing along the way, but we're just going to chat. So uh, Mary just got here. We barely talked, and um, I, I have to start off with a confession. Oh. Oh, yeah. So last time we talked, you were explaining about an epiphany you had. And in the middle of your very poignant conversation, my mind wandered. And I was thinking about the clothes you were talking about. You were talking about all this great stuff that you had and trying it all on. And my mind started to wander into (laughs) shopping in your closet. (laughs) And because I need clothes, I hate my wardrobe right now. Or at least I shouldn't say I hate it. I'm not happy with it. And so my brain did this stupid thing in the middle of our conversation so that you were explaining your epiphany oh. just fine. Oh, Because I remember you were saying, I must not be explaining it well, because I listened to it after you left. Uh-huh. And that's when I realized what happened. Oh. And I'm really embarrassed that I did that. But I didn't want you to think that you didn't explain yourself well. Oh, It was me. Oh, that's too funny. So, uh, you don't get to sit here and be the only one making confessions <laughs> and sharing your, your like, darkness. Uh, I absolutely have to come clean with I love it, though. That. That's totally so. something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting because I had a, a conversation. With, I, I saw my therapist yesterday, and um, she was telling me that sometimes epiphanies are epiphanies only for you. And I thought, oh, maybe that's why she didn't hear my epiphany, because it was meant only for me. <laughs> well, they are personal, right? Right. I, I mean, mean, they hit you, they hit, like, it hit me like a wow, and anyone else would say, well, that's interesting, you know? Well, and, and yeah, it, it makes sense that it would be a, a wow for you. Right. But the fact that I... Um, wasn't paying attention oh, fully. Yeah, um, didn't help. You zoned out in my babbling. <laughs> <laughs> I never usually do, honestly. Can't imagine. I, I don't talk that much. <laughs> no, it's yes, not you at all. It is not you at all. It was totally me. It was totally about um, being so curious about your clothes because mm. you talk about them mm-hmm. and uh, you talk about them very reverently. Do I? You do. <laughs> 
these precious things, this oval room, this, and my mind just started to just yeah. like drool yeah. over your clothes. So no, it, it's nothing about that. Um, you're boring. You're not at all. I'm sitting here recording our conversations because I think they're really interesting. <laughs> Me listening to you is really interesting. So no, it's it's not you, but. Um, so, okay, so I just had to start I love it. with that. That's a great confession. Ah, Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> and maybe sometime we'll turn the tables, because right now I'm, I'm asking you all kinds of stuff, and sure. I was also thinking um, in the days since we've gotten together that maybe you want to ask me some stuff. Right. And I don't know if you do. We didn't set it up that way. Right. But there aren't rules about what we're doing, and so if there's... A thing you want to know about, or or something, um, you get to do that too. It doesn't okay. just need to be me asking. Well, and and I think what's interesting, and I've really been, um, you know, kind of like this has been kind of running in the back of my mind since we did this. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that we've we've recorded five times, seven, seven, oh, <laughs> seven times, and. Um, you know, where did that all come from? Because, like I said before, is I haven't really been able to tell my story. And I'll tell it in bits and pieces, um, in, you know, conversation when it's appropriate. But, but this is, like, the first time. And it's like, where is it coming from? Like, I didn't even know I remembered all this mm-hmm. stuff. And what uh, I was talking with my therapist yesterday is how things are coming at me so fast. And I have this tendency to want to write everything down. And she's saying... You're supposed to be living in the moment, and you're supposed to just, just be. And I'm not comfortable with that. I I fear that I'm going to forget something. But um, she said, "Well, you've proven to yourself you haven't forgotten things because you're pulling these stories out." <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so your memories of when you're five. Right. Right. So I think it has to do, um, of course, like. Um, if, if something's blue, it's going to be blue all the way through, right? So if I have a problem with control, I'm going to have it on all levels, you know, um, trying to control what I'm remembering, trying to control what I do. Um, and so I guess the lesson here under all this is, is learning how to let go of control. Mm-hmm. So... Um, and I also wanted to mention that I too was listening to these podcasts, and uh, there's it's kind of struck me funny that at one point, and I don't remember which one, I, I was talking about how my husband, came, my boyfriend at the time, came in, and and I just said I, I can't pretend anymore, and mm-hmm. that was the beginning of the healing, and I laughed because I thought that was long before I acquired as much stuff as I have, so it wasn't like the beginning of my non hoarding. Right. But it was a beginning of me starting to embrace who I was. Okay. Well, that makes right. a lot of sense. Right. But thank you for clarifying right. that. It was long before I ever even noticed or ever really dealt with the hoarding itself. Right. I acquired ten times more after that point. <laughs> really? Isn't that weird? That is kind that of I weird. That I would consider that a healing point. So our journeys are, are strange, because you'd think there's like a chronological, if you've, you've got it this far, that must mean you've accomplished this much. And that's not true, because mm-hmm. it's kind of back and forth and all over the place. But I think it was kind of like, if you're going to set anchors, he was an anchor. Mm-hmm. That 
that kind of gave me some kind of direction for my life, even though I was still, I mean, I had a long, long line on that anchor, and so I was still <laughs> pulling on my direction I wanted to go. Uh-huh. So. Okay, that's, that's, that's an interesting insight. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems super significant that you would show up authentically to someone important in your life, and it didn't mean that you were not needing the stuff anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well, what's interesting right? is... Right, because I didn't, I didn't know I didn't need the stuff anymore. Like no, I like didn't have anything part to do of with me. it yet. Right? Yeah, I still had my my arms up in the air on what to do about it. Mm-hmm. But I was it was it it was kind of a truce. Yet, long before I gave up. Right. <laughs> well, I think it's it's really um, under well understood if if you pay attention to this stuff um, that um, I don't mean pay attention to this stuff. It seems like it's a truth that. Becoming aware you have a problem is the only time that something can start to happen. Right. To fix it. And so it sounds like that was, I don't know, if an, is it awareness or it at least... It was my first step in awareness, but it was in a controlled awareness. Right. It was, I have this problem, I don't know what I'm going to do about it, and it was almost like this is who I am. Right. But it wasn't like I'm going to do something. <laughs> it's weird because at that point, there's this... There's this um, what's the word? Uh, belief I have it under control still. Right. So it was. If it weren't for that point of me being able to say this is who I am, I wouldn't have gotten to the point where I could say I am out of control. Right. So I needed that first step. Right. And um, it it was kind of like he gave me uh, not necessarily permission to do what I wanted, but. He gave me the the um, care, regardless, I guess, or because because I I remember one time, and I don't know if I had said this before, but I think I had maybe I said this. I don't know. I'm I'm going in circles, but he had said to me, "How much is this stuff worth?" And I said, "I don't know." He says, "Do you think one thousand, two thousand?" And I said, I don't know, maybe you could make that much on it. Yeah. What if I gave you that much money and we gave it to Goodwill? Oh, <laughs> oh no, you haven't oh, said this. That was that was like just take a a, a uh. stake and put it into my heart. It was like, but these are my treasures. What are you talking about? And he could easily have just gone in one day and swept it all up and put it in a dumpster with no problem. And uh, that would be like the complete uh, fear I had. Like the, the ultimate, what's the worst thing that could happen. Wow. And I remember thinking, hmm, who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> this guy I thought was so great. Who would ever say such a thing? <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, um, and he, he kind of brought that up several times while we were dating and it may have even hinted towards it while we were married. And um, at some point, I think something clicked that it was beyond reason. And we've had many, many conversations where I can tell he has already dismissed me in in this problem because it shouldn't be a problem in the first place. Like, 
who is attached to these objects like this. And if, if you would just stop that, all these problems would go away. Which, yes, that's true. But let's back up. What got me to this point to be attached to these things? Right. So, so, oh, sorry. I was go ahead. I don't want you to forget what you're going to say. Well, I was going to ask you: Have you shared with him the epiphany that you recently had? You know, does he know what this is about for you? I may have shared it in pieces, but I don't remember directly. And I'm kind of. Uh, calculated on when I tell him things because it wigs him out. If I talk about it too much, he actually gets, he feels worse. And I think that it's because he thinks I'm talking and not doing. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, the other problem with that is um, he's very leery about any time I mention God. And I don't know how to explain what's gone on without at least bringing God into it because it's a big factor and I don't want to give him half the story mm-hmm. I don't know how to how to tell him that stuff and there was there was one time when I um, woke up and uh, uh, the house was a disaster complete disaster I may have just done some project or something whenever I do a project and when I mean project I mean like gathering something to sell or something and um, it hit me, wow, the first thing I do is check my phone. And sometimes I check my iPad and I have a computer. And I was started listing all these things that he's given me, like real logical things that you give someone or that someone needs to survive, which if I was living on my own, I probably wouldn't own any of it. I wouldn't have put the money in that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I have money in bunnies and, and stuffed animals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just foofy stuff. And it struck me how he has been kind of like a a solid um i guess anchor for some reason that's the only word i could think of for me guiding me like like this is what adults do mary <laughs> this, <laughs> this is what you need and I remember resisting when he first gave me an iPhone. It was I had one of those flip phones. This is probably an 08 or an 09. So it was still, not everyone had an iPhone yet. Mm-hmm. And I hated it. I was just like, this, this is too big. It's stupid. Who texts? I never text. You know, I just was fighting it. And then um, learned to like it. So anyway, back to this realization, I was thinking about all these things he's given me, which were just logical, thought-out gifts. And it's because, of course, he's not going to give me something like a sweater. Mm -hmm. I have 500 of them. And he doesn't want to give me anything that adds to clutter. He wants it to be something, you know, useful. And I was so amazed by this realization that I wrote him a letter he was sleeping and I didn't want to wake him up to tell him all these things I don't think he would have appreciated that so I wrote this love letter to him and it included God because I was saying well God gave me you you know and his answer was you know that's a really nice letter but if you could just do a little less God (laughs) it would be just perfect (laughs) so Oh, well. As my daughter calls it, Christy, Christy. Oh. <laughs> it's too Christy, Christy for me, Mom. She came up with that when she was 
really young. Really? After First Communion and getting all the gifts that oh, you get yeah, for yeah. that kind of thing. And right. we cleaned her room a couple of years later. And I was wondering if she would want to keep that stuff. And she said, I don't know. It's just a little too crazy, crazy for me. <laughs> it's so funny. So we've, we've used that phrase in the family right. ever, ever since. Yep. Um, and maybe as a, just a little side note here, I know after after you shared your being zapped by the Holy Spirit and we, we turned off the, the recording, you said, I don't want to turn people off yeah. by the God thing. Um, and I don't know if you want to say anything about that, but it seems like a good point when yeah. you bring it up about your husband. Well, and the reason for that is I was always... Um, I was always searching and I was always... Uh, I don't know how to explain this, but... My parents were very, very religious, and um, when I was in my um, biggest struggles as a kid, I couldn't relate to that, and it was a turnoff rather than a a good thing. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think they were doing anything wrong, but I'm very sensitive to that for others. I don't want to ever be someone who um, gets in the way of of someone going forward. And so I guess I'm just really cautious right. about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to um, turn people off, I guess. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so that was just a little aside. Um, so I was asking you if, you're, if your husband knows of the progress you've made with your therapist and, yep. the, and the other things that you've gone through, and, and the answer is kind of no? Well... Because it hasn't shown up in your house being empty yet? Okay, it's kind of funny because this is my theory. He probably thinks, and this is just a guess, that if he lets up, I'll let up. So he's staying pretty consistent, which he's good at, of this is nuts, this has to change, what are you going to do about it? So that if he says, oh my gosh, Mary... You're doing such a good job. I might, I might say, oh, and kick up my feet. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that that speaks to the enormity of what we're dealing with, and that you know he doesn't have all the armor that I had with with stuff. And um, the irony in that is that I had to take off my armor to deal with it, like. Whatever I was doing to keep it from yelling at me, like each item screaming at me, is how I kept it all. So in order to see what he sees, I kind of had to take that armor off, which is a very scary thing. Mm -hmm. Because I know what it all is. He doesn't. He sees a box, but he doesn't know what's inside that box. I know all those things that are in there and all the things that I have to deal with. And so there is this balance of keeping my sanity and going forward. And so it's this constant, I make a mess, I take stuff and sell it, and then I regather it. It's this constant um, squelching, whatever this stuff is calling at me, and then gain momentum and strength and then open it up and sell it or get rid of it. 
And um, I didn't understand this for the longest time. I didn't realize that there was this going on. For I would just do crazy things. I just felt like I moved stuff a lot. And, and I didn't really know what I was responding to. Mm-hmm. But he's starting to see the pattern that um, even though I've moved this same box that looks the same six times, the contents might be different in there. And it's, it's about fighting this this dragon I, I I call it a dragon and um at at some point he started to realize that we are both fighting the same thing that it's not him fighting me mm-hmm. it's that I'm fighting something and he's fighting it too but he doesn't have the same first of all he doesn't he can't touch my stuff <laughs> so he doesn't have the same abilities mm-hmm. in fact he feels like his arms are tied because or hands are tied because he can't touch the stuff. He can't, you know, toss the stuff. Yet, I need help, and he has to sit back and watch me. So I give him a lot of credit for being able to just, I don't know, endure. Trust, maybe? Trust. And I am a crying, you know, the boy who cried wolf, so... Trust me in spite of that, because there'll be times where he'll say, we need a date. When is this particular thing going to be gone? And I never make the deadline. It, it gets gone at some point, but right. rarely has it ever been on that deadline. And um, I was thinking today how, um, through our texts, I was saying maybe you could come over next. Right. And you were surprised about the timing on that. Yes, I was. Well, I have this, like... Uh, I have a conscious understanding of time of what should be versus where I am. And I will sometimes push myself to where I should be um, early. And um, somehow if I can somehow push myself, reaching that deadline afterwards, I get more done. I don't know how to explain that. So... um, in order for you to come, I would panic, and I would organize, and I would do things faster than what I'm doing at this speed now, mm-hmm. because I don't know you're coming. And there's this heightened um, realization of the craziness that that is. And so it makes me more efficient with that pressure. And that's like anyone would have if they're going to have a party or something, oh, sure. but mine's just a lot worse. Mm-hmm. And we do have this pending doom coming because um, we need to have someone come in and fix or service the furnace. We're supposed to have them come every year. And um, so every year I go through this and that means I have to stash and make the house look somewhat presentable so they don't call the authorities. And um, it's very stressful. And we recently had someone to our house, I think because we had the cable guy come. And I was patting myself on the back because of the amount of stuff I had to stash. I still had to stash, but it just wasn't as much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it, it filled up two bedrooms, but just not as much. So I, I, it seems like I really shouldn't be patting myself on the back. But, <laughs> but to me, it was like, wow, it wasn't as horrible as the past. Well, you definitely want to recognize your progress. Right. 
I would think. Mm-hmm. I would want to. Right. I would be bragging about that, that I've made progress. <laughs> yeah, is it as fast as you or your husband would want? Maybe not. So are we gonna, am I going to come over soon? Is that? Yeah, I think I, I have to just do it because it's, it's kind of in the back of my mind and kind of driving me nuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's, let's set that. Okay. I maybe should have jumped on that yesterday. <laughs> I just, I was so surprised because it was kind of just out there as this someday thing mm-hmm. that we were going to do. Um, I'm definitely one of those where um, if I know it's coming, it's actually worse to not have it happen than it is right. to have it that happen. That makes sense. Um, and the reason, <laughs> you have to understand my thought process, the only way it would have worked for you to come Wednesday is if I had all day today to stash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I need at least a two or three day. So, okay, I do not want to be the cable guy or the furnace guy. I want this to be, like, maybe As your is. boyfriend. Yeah, well, um, at this point, I wouldn't let my worst enemy in. Because <laughs> right now, I am recovering from Friday, which was the delivery to that lady. Which we need to talk about. Yes. We're going to talk about that in our next yes. conversation. But my goal might not be the same as your goal is to come over to your house when you can be authentic with yeah. me and not stash. Oh. That's is that okay. a different situation That's a different then? Situation. That's a different situation. No, I, okay. I was kind of thinking in terms of so you could have it in your head what I'm talking about. You might need to see it and even if it was stashed and pretty you'll still see a lot. It just sounds like that doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't it back. It's it it really it's funny though because I used to be so angry like when oh my gosh I have to clean the house for someone to come over. I resented the person. I resented having a furnace. <laughs> you know, I resent. God dang it! I don't need a furnace. <laughs> Why don't we have a coal burning yeah, stove? Exactly. For out loud? <laughs> you know, and it was. And I realized one day. I mean, of course, this is not me. This is God working on my heart. But um, I'm mad. I'm. I'm. I'm really, really just mad that I'm in this situation and I'm blaming others for it, and that it's not. His fault, my husband's fault, is not the furnace guy's fault. It's a ridiculous situation, and I happen to be in it. So um, I've gotten a lot better. But prior, and for years prior to that epiphany, I was a wreck when these things would come around because I just wanted to just strangle anybody. Okay. I don't want to be strangled, Mary. We're not. You're not quite there then, from right from the sound of things. Right. Well, it's just because right now I'm in a. There's there's a flow. So there's the the cleaning, the prep for a a haul, regardless if I'm selling it or giving it away, and then the aftermath. And right now we're in the aftermath. So that means that stuff that. She didn't take that I need to pack for Goodwill or wherever it's going. And, of course, life goes on, so I needed my car. So I had to come out of my car in the meanwhile. So it's just this... Think of, like, after a garage sale, the mm-hmm. mess. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's just kind of like that. All right. Well, we're going to keep working on a date okay. Okay. when you don't have to <laughs> pack your bedrooms. Right. And we're going to talk again soon. Okay. Thanks, Mary. Yeah. Thank you.
that ends today's Chronicle. It's not a show without the music and engineering magic of Michael Koppelman. Find out more on his website at lowlife.com, L-O-L-I-F-E.com. Thanks to you for listening, for being part of this conversation, and supporting our work. We really appreciate it. You can find us on Twitter at ClutterCron as well as our Patreon site. We hope to see you again to find out what happens next on Clutter Chronicles. Clutter Chronicles.